Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. It's been a long two and a half months, but we are back on the grind with a great episode for all of you today. We came in without a huge plan, so we're going to kind of wing it and see how it goes. So, uh, yeah, let's go. And welcome back, everyone. Today is Wednesday, May 11th. And Sammy, how are we doing today, buddy? I am doing fantastic. Have we not done a podcast since January? Um, I let me check actually, because February, I left in mid-February, did we so do one? we could have done one early February, but I do feel like we kind of went on a, a little hiatus. Oh yeah. yeah, January 29th, conference championship preview and best of the internet, episode 14. Did we not even do a Super Bowl podcast? Didn't even do a Super Bowl podcast. Damn, so we could actually talk about the Super Bowl still, that's kind of sad. You guys may be wondering what happened, there wasn't an Instagram post, there wasn't a message, there wasn't anything that was published to warn anybody that we were going to leave for two and a half months. Now this was fully Chris's fault. I'm not blaming him because this has been set in stone for a long time. But Chris, do you want to explain what happened the last two and a half months and where you were? Yeah, so we definitely could have done a better job of keeping our legion of fans updated about exactly what was happening with the podcast. Basically, um, I was in Central America for two and a half months i was on a a gap year semester kind of thing um in belize and costa rica and panama and it was it was really awesome um but yeah that kind of meant i didn't have my phone for a while then there was not really cell service and yeah so that was kind of it, it inhibited our ability to create podcasts and sammy actually wanted to do an episode by himself maybe or with some special guests but didn't have any of the passwords to any of the accounts and stuff so uh, couldn't do it despite his admirable efforts that is true i tried but then i realized i don't have access to the apple podcast page so i just let it die for two and a half months but i knew we'd come back now chris we're not going to move on so quickly from your trip i think the fans want to hear a few interesting stories or things you did when you were abroad i know a few you told me maybe you want to share some things with the listeners well i don't know what i told you um but it was pretty great we I mean, I got SCUBA certified. That was pretty sweet. Um, in Belize on a private island. Yes, yeah, Sammy. His I think right. I think the fans want to hear the story about you becoming a doctor for a few days. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. We spent um, a couple days with an organization, a week with an organization in Panama called Floating Doctors. That, first of all, it was a really cool organization, and I have nothing but respect for the doctors who volunteer their time with this organization to... Basically, they go around and do these multi-day clinics at remote indigenous villages in different parts of Panama. So these villages have very little healthcare access um, and generally have a lot of like uh, pre-existing conditions in the villages, a lot of hypertension, a lot of diabetes, different stuff like that. And so these doctors go around and provide medication and support services and all that for the villages. So really cool stuff. But... Um, we, my group volunteered with them. So it was a bunch of like 18 and 19 year olds, uh, like dressing up in scrubs for a few days and providing medical support to these villages, which I don't know, it felt, it felt very strange being a part of it. Um, 
kind of because I had no medical training and one of us was an EMT so he actually had some experience but no one else had any real training and we were like taking blood glucose and doing blood pressure and taking temperatures and trying to like in intake we were trying to like speak to the people in Spanish and understand what they were there for and their conditions but also, like, they spoke no berry, which was the native language, so we didn't understand that, and also none of us were that good at Spanish. And it's kind of, I don't know, it was kind of a, a shit show a little bit where a lot of us felt pretty uncomfortable given that we were asked to provide medical assistance in a manner that we were not trained for, one could say. Um yeah, I don't know. That was kind of the gist of it. It was a really interesting few days, but not something that I would like to repeat anytime in the future. Sounds fantastic. Not certified at all. Quite dangerous, sounds like, actually. Like, it was so elite. Like, we would have been arrested if we did this in the U.S. It was it was ridiculously illegal. And I was kind of like, I don't know, I personally felt weird because I was obviously not native and wearing these scrubs. They always assumed that I was a doctor. Like, I would be walking to the bathroom they'd ask me like medical questions try and get me to come into their houses to provide medical assistance and i was just like oh sorry like lo siento i'm not a doctor um <laughs> but i don't know it was just it was really strange it was really, as you can, I, I was like if i was in the u.s and i was at the doctor's office and some 17 year old came up and was like i have no medical training give me your finger so i can take your blood glucose I'd say get out of here. I'm not gonna let you treat me with no training whatsoever. So it was just it was kind of a a, a moral gray area for me. I would as say as you can tell by Chris's lo siento. I'm not a doctor. Spanish has been really he's been working hard in the Spanish the last few months. I can tell. Yeah, Sam likes to make fun of my Spanish, but I got way better. We did a week in Spanish school. We did a lot of Spanish speaking to different people in Costa Rica and Panama, and my Spanish is much improved. I would well, say. I think overall this does go to show in a more somber note how desperately certain countries need doctors and medical attention because if people are relying on Chris to take care of their medical needs then there is a little crisis going on in the world there, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Now, moving on from Central America, I think my favorite part of Chris's whole trip actually occurred in the last few days when he was in Miami. Now, do you want to tell our viewers the story or do you want to keep that one private to yourself? The ear piercing story? I think I think they want to hear that one. Yeah, well, I mean, basically what happened was um, we were in Miami for a few days after the trip, just the, the kids, the group, just having a good time, kind of enjoying our last few days together. And uh, on the Friday before, because I, I flew back Saturday morning, so Friday night we went to a Miami Marlins game and actually got incredible tickets for like 20 bucks because no one goes to Marlins games. So it was really fun. Um, the Marlins, not that good, but, you know, baseball games, always fun to go to. So after the game, we kind of made a pact on the trip that we were all going to get a piercing together, like the whole group. Uh, and the girls kind of chickened out, but the guys were like, well, yeah, we want, we want ear piercings just for the memes, you know what I'm saying? And we, yeah, so we, we found a tattoo shop near us. It was absurdly sketchy. And we, we walked in and we were kind of like, oh, whatever, we'll we'll watch them take the needles out and make sure they disinfect them and all that. And then, you know, see how we feel. So they got the needles out. They kind of wiped them off. They did all the, they put them in the solutions. So we're like, this looks legit. It looks like they know what they're doing. 
Um, the guy pitched my ears was so drunk, it was ridiculous. Like, you could smell the alcohol coming out of his out of his breath. So, I don't know. We were kind of like, ah, whatever. Well, what's the worst that could happen? Um, and, yeah, so we got our ears pierced. Um, I left it in for approximately 18 hours, took him out the next day because I was like, this, I hate this so much. I will say, like, I don't think it necessarily looks terrible. I think it – I think that – perhaps down the road I could have pulled off the ear piercings I just don't think it fit with my real life vibe you know what I'm saying like young Christopher Gamina gonna go off to college you know gonna work at a camp this summer I was just kind of like I, I don't want to look like a complete douchebag when I meet all these new people um so yeah the earrings came out I think that it was I'm glad I did it it was a fun experience got some cool pictures with the earrings in but, yeah, ultimately, I think it was smart for me to uh, remove them. Now, I will give the kid credit. He was actually rocking the earrings. I saw the picture. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought he was looking pretty good. I actually said, you know what? Keep them in. I like them. They were a subtle little black earring, so I thought he was working them well. But I can understand the not wanting to meet new people and see your old teachers around the neighborhood wearing earrings. But I thought it looked good. So that's my opinion. But, unfortunately, the ear holes are ready recovered and there's no more earrings in yeah there, so. ear holes definitely closed i mean i agree with sammy i think that i think they looked fine i just think that they would have i would have kept them in in like a vacuum right like if i was just staying in florida for another month like yeah keep them in why not i'm chilling in florida but i think that like in the real world now that i'm going back and i i'm gonna start my job again soon and and then i'm starting a new job and then i'm going to college i was kind of like yeah i don't think this this fits with the image i want to present moving forward now i do want to hear your parents reactions to the first sighting of the earrings i told my mom beforehand and i think she told my dad um i mean she was kind of like this is stupid but she didn't really like she wasn't upset about it she thought it was funny um they, they yeah they both kind of thought like oh it was a funny thing like he's a 19 year old he pierced his ears and i think they both were kind of like i think they assumed i'd take him out pretty soon and i did so kind of no harm no foul Fantastic. Well, on that fantastic story, I think we are done with Chris's two and a half month vacation summary. Did you have a good time though? Was it a successful adventure? I did. I had a great time. Met a lot of cool people. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I feel like they talk a lot in these trips about how we're going to like expand our consciousness and become new people and all that. I don't think that really happened. I had some cool experiences and I met some really cool people, and definitely I gained some perspective on the world. But I think the most important thing for me was was kind of like just getting out of the house for a while and being able to travel again as opposed to like, I don't know, becoming a whole new person and all that nonsense. Fantastic. Well, Chris has been up to a lot since you last heard from us. Glad he had a good time. I think we can move on from that story now. What about you, Sammy? How how did you spend your your past two and a half months? I think I've been spending the past two and a half months doing most of the same stuff I was doing the first half of the year. Uh, I'm still down in Florida, obviously. I'm going to be down here until I go off to college in September. But I did go on some trips as well. I went out to the Midwest and a little skiing trip in Montana and Colorado with uh, my family. And my mom and I actually did a little mother-son trip to Arizona. We went to Sedona in the Grand Canyon. It was my first time in Arizona, first time in the Grand Canyon. It was a great experience. Uh, actually, my highlight of the trip was playing all the golf courses in Arizona. 
thought it was incredible among all the red rocks or just golf courses and it was some of the coolest sights I've ever seen. So that was a very successful trip. So I went skiing, went on a little trip with my mom. And besides that, Chris knows I've been down here golfing and fishing, working on my golfing skills, fishing a lot. So no complaints at all. I have a few trips coming up in the next few months, which I think segues us beautifully into our next segment, perhaps. Correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I could say it. Uh, we well, are delighted to I, announce. Wait, I think we should take a little break first and prepare the viewers. A little break. A little break? A little break. We'll be back okay. after this short break with a big announcement from the Mind the Gap Boys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, this is a big announcement here. This has been in the works since last fall somehow. Uh, a while back, probably, I don't know, the fall, late summer, Chris and I were just talking and we said, you know what, we should do a trip together a podcast trip before we go off to college. And back then it was only really just a magical idea in the in our heads. We didn't really think it would happen. Actually, I had doubts it would happen two months ago. I never thought we could actually pull together, but we finally did pull together. And now all the flights are booked, all the hotels are booked, and we are ready to go. So Chris, where are we going in approximately two weeks? We are going on a tour of Spain. As the Gap Year boys will be headed to Madrid, Seville, and Barcelona for approximately eight days. How about now, that? This was, this was the idea back then. We said we should do a Spain trip, and it actually worked out. Uh, never thought it happened. Never thought our parents would approve of the trip to Spain. But look at us. Uh, we'll be flying from New York to Madrid on May 29th. We'll be spending a few nights there, going to Seville for a few nights, then going to Barcelona for a few nights for a total trip length of about nine days or so. Uh, and do you want to share with the viewers some of our fantastic plans for this trip? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I will also say that until we actually booked the flights, I would have said there's no exactly was going to happen. I was just as shocked as you were. My parents also were on board so easily, which I was also just incredibly shocked by. But yeah, I would say... If you asked me like three weeks ago, I would have said, absolutely not. We're not going to Spain, but it all came together. So that's pretty awesome. And yeah, so some of the highlights on this trip, uh, obviously we'll be enjoying a lot of the touristy attractions of the different locations. I mean, if we look on our Spain budget note, I'd put some stuff down for at least one of the places. Yeah, in Barcelona, we go into the Parque de Atracciones Tibado, which is like a cool uh a cool amusement park on a mountain uh the La, La Sagrada Familia the Picasso Museum and other other cool touristy things there pretty sure these are all just in Barcelona not gonna lie to you yeah those are all Barcelona because that's the one I did research on I haven't gotten to Seville and Madrid yet but the highlights I mean the highlight of the trip in my mind Sammy is on June 2nd when we are going to the Spain versus Portugal Nations League match, which I am so excited for. It's going to be an incredible game. Obviously, I think that we both agree, you know, nothing better than, than a good old football match, you know, in, in a European nation or anywhere out of the U.S. because they care more about it. But it's going to be it's going to be incredible. I agree with that. Actually, when we first booked the trip, we looked at all the soccer games, and we were very disappointed to see that the La Liga matchings end, I think, May 22nd. So the weekend before we were going, all the soccer games for the year were done. But then a miracle struck, and there happened to be a Nations League game, happened to be Spain versus Portugal, and it also happened to be near where we were staying. So 
That will be happening on the 2nd. Uh, we'll be getting to Sevilla by train from Madrid, so that should be an absolutely wild train ride. We'll see how that goes. Uh, that is probably the highlight. Another interesting thing that we will be doing, might be a little controversial, don't you think? But we thought since we're in Spain once, uh, I've never, I've been to Spain countless times and I've never done this. We might hate it, probably will hate it, but we thought, you know what, it's a big tradition in Spain, we're going to a bullfight. Uh, what are your thoughts on this event here, Chris? I'm interested in the bullfight. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what it's like. I think that, yeah, it's quite possible that I, that I hate it and think it's gross and never want to go back again. But I also think that it's, it's good that we go once and we see what it's like so we can make an informed decision about how we feel about such events. I think most people feel that it is brutal and not very enjoyable to watch. But you know what? It's a big part of Spanish tradition. We're there for nine days. Might as well do it. So We're that's experiencing another big... the culture, the Spanish culture. Exactly. Uh, I mean, besides that, I think we're just going to go around Sevilla, Madrid, Barcelona, see all the interesting sights, and have a good time. Uh, and that's the plan. Uh, nothing else to say besides that. Uh, will we be doing podcasts when we're in Spain? I think we should definitely try and do at least one or yeah. two Spanish update podcasts. Fantastic. So we'll definitely be doing that to catch you guys up on everything that's going on. Uh, so that's the plan. We're very excited. We've been working on this for a while. Uh, while Chris was off in Central America, we were managing to communicate once in a while and book the flights and everything and still managed to get it all done. And we'll be leaving from New York on the 29th. So off we go. Very, that's very that. exciting. Obviously, it's going to be an incredible trip. And then, yeah, I mean, after, I don't know what Sammy's doing over the summer, but after that, I'm going to be going to camp for almost the entire summer as a camp counselor and then college. So not a lot of uh, downtime left, really, until until college starts, which so is So you could crazy. say this this is the last fun Chris is going to have for a while, the Spanish trip. Yeah, Sammy's a big hater on the camp counselor job. I'm, I'm, I'm not a hater. I'm super excited. I'm not a hater. I just, I just don't see the appeal of after being in Central America without a phone for two and a half months, without any friends or family, to leaving again for two months and being without friends or family once again. You didn't, you didn't go to camp, so you don't understand how awesome it is. Okay, well, hopefully we can still do some podcasts while he's at camp as well, because I think he will have service over there. Yeah, and also, like, I, I don't... It's not like I don't have my phone. I just can't use it when I'm on the job. So in my free exactly. periods and at night and stuff, I can, like, use my phone. Yes. Well, my plan for the summer, uh, actually, this is kind of ridiculous, but I will be flying back uh, from Spain with Chris on June 7th, and then on June 12th, I'll be flying back to Spain uh, with my nice. family to go, to go visit my grandparents and all the cousins in a different part of Spain up in the northwest. So I'll be doing a lot of Spain in these next couple months. I'll be there in, for a little more than a week with Chris, and then for about three weeks with my family. So excited for that. And that's that's all I time. got. That's all I got. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, we didn't really plan out a lot of segments for this podcast. It was going to be kind of a, a quick, you know, we're back, one of those. But we thought, you know, in the spirit of our Spain trip, perhaps, we could do a quick discussion of the recent Champions League semifinals matches. So, Sammy, you want to you wanna start talking about those, maybe? Wow, you're putting me on the spot there. First of all... I will say, I'm not a religious follower of it. Let me just pull up the games. You know what? Let's just take a break here. Pretend that never happened. I'm going to need a second to prepare for this before you just put all the weight on me. You know what? I don't I'll, even... just, I'll just start with this. Okay, ready? So, on Wednesday, May 4th, this is the big one, obviously. Real Madrid 3, Man City 1. 
after Man City won the first leg four to three, I personally would have predicted Man City would go through. I thought they were the better team than Real Madrid. Obviously, Real Madrid has the history, the Champions League pedigree, but they didn't have, I don't think, the individual quality this season that Man City does. Obviously, Man City about to win the Premier League, assuming they don't absolutely choke it in the last three games. Liverpool, second best team, but in my mind, City is kind of the cream of the crop right now. And, you know, when Riyad Mar, it was 0-0 the whole game. I was watching, obviously. Riyad Mahrez scores in the 73rd minute to make it 1-0 City. And at that point, I was kind of like, you know what? It's it's all over. It's done and dusted. I don't know if I see Madrid coming back from this one. And then, in absolute, the one of the craziest soccer games I've ever seen in my entire life, Rodrigo scores twice in the 90th and 91st minute to tie the game on aggregate. Obviously, as I explained to Sam, because he didn't know this, away goals have been scrapped this year in the Champions League, so that's not a tiebreaker anymore, which is kind of lame. I kind of like them, actually. But basically, just went right to extra time, and then extra time, Kareem Benzema, 95th minute penalty, wins the game for Madrid. Crazy, crazy, crazy match. Wait, I actually like... Wait, so home goals isn't a thing either, right? It's it's just... No, now it's just, like, you add the scores up, if it's tied, you extra time. There's no more away goals, there's no tiebreakers at all. You don't like that more? No, I like the Wiggles. Why? Extra time, it, it adds so much excitement to it. I agree, but also I thought that away goals was what it's, it's it's it was the only time in a soccer game when a team could go from losing to winning in one goal. You know what I'm saying, right? Because normally, like if it's one zero, you score a goal now you're tied. But in away goals, right? Like if Madrid had scored that second goal, they would have gone from losing the match to winning the match in one goal which you don't get other kinds like you know what i mean you don't get that anywhere else and also i thought that it was cool because it made teams chase the game in a way they don't now right because it would have made like if we if let's say that let's say madrid had scored their second goal in like the 60th minute then city knows like okay we now have to chase this game we can't just sit back and defend and hope for extra time like we need to actually score a goal here so I kind of enjoyed that better. Believe me, like I love extra time. I didn't mind that in this case went extra time. I just think that away goals were kind of a cool feature that it was kind of lame that we got rid of. I see your point, but also in terms of soccer, I think it makes more actual sense. It's more fair to both teams if it's not based off away and home goals and it's based off the actual score. That's just my opinion on it. Because yeah, certain fair. games, Because certain games play differently, right? The first... Madrid Man City game was four three and there was tons of goals, tons of opportunities, and both teams had those opportunities. And in the second game there was less opportunity. So obviously the away team's gonna score more goals in a game scenario like the first one. But I don't think they should have the advantage because the game was played differently. So I do think it should be a, an overall score situation. Yeah, I mean I, I don't honestly I don't mind it that much either way. I do like how in this version there's gonna be more extra time. Although I do think obviously that gives the away team in the first game so the home team in the second game it gives them an advantage because then they get to play extra time and do penalties in their home stadium so that is one thing where like they got a little advantage right madrid got to play an extra half hour in the bernabeu as opposed to having to do the opposite yeah and i think this just showed that what we all knew that spanish soccer is superior to british soccer i think that proved it that's a crazy take actually i, I feel like 
almost no one at this point would argue that I, I feel like everyone kind of accepted right now the Premier League is the dominant league in in the world, no? Yes, that's my my point is even when the Premier League has the better players and the better teams, Spain still manages to do better in situations like this. Example, a team like Villarreal, who is mid-table in La Liga, not even top five, probably, I think they're seventh, I just saw. Basically mid-table, they managed to beat Bayern Munich, and they came pretty close to beating Liverpool when they're just a middle-of-the-pack team in Spain. And I think that just goes to show that Spanish teams with worse players play better soccer and actually manage to beat British teams that have better players. I mean, you do say that. At the same time, obviously, Atletico lost to Man City in the quarterfinals. You know, Barcelona's in the Europa League right now. Like, I I agree to a certain extent. but all, And also, I will say, like, Villarreal, yeah, they were, they were up 2-0. I personally never thought Liverpool was in any danger, and they came back. Obviously, ended up winning that game three to two, and it's actually a perfect, you know, a perfect thing because we had Liverpool versus Real Madrid in the, in the finals of this. I personally think Liverpool are going to win, but that'll be a kind of a, a test case, right? Like we'll see who's going to win this game. Yes, but right now Madrid and Barcelona are so much worse than they used to be. Think about back when was it 2014 when Barcelona had Busquets, Iniesta, Xavi, Madrid had Ronaldo, Messi, Bale, all. All that, yeah, obviously messy. Like that was the heyday, and now these teams are considerably a lot worse, right? They don't really have the players anymore. And on the other hand, the British teams have all the players that they didn't once have, and now they're the best they've ever been, I think. But the Spanish teams are still beating them, competing well with them, and showing better in games like this. Yeah, I mean, I find it hard to really argue with that. Obviously, I I completely I respect everything, and also I will say like. Madrid in the Champions League is just a different it's a whole different beast right like they have that kind of the aura around them where in the Champions League you never count them out because of what they've done in the past obviously winning those three in a row with Ronaldo from like 15 to 18 they won it in 13 too I believe so they have that kind of history in the Champions League and yeah I mean I personally think that Liverpool are going to win the final in a few weeks but also, I think it like would not shock me if Madrid won because the Real Madrid, like this is what they do. They win Champions Leagues. I mean, I think the 2014 Barcelona team would have wiped every single team in the Champions League right now. It was like 2010 Barcelona was their best team, right? PK, was... Puyol, Danny Alves, Jordi Alba, Busquets, Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, Neymar, and Suarez. Wait, I want to see the... I don't think was on that team. The 2014 one? Oh, 2014. Right. In, no. in, 20, in 2010, it was, yeah, like Messi, Alves, Alves, Busquets, Pirlo. Yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. Not Pirlo, PK. Iniesta, Chavez. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it was, yeah, yeah. That was, that was, because also that was the period when Spain won the um, 20, 2008 Euro, uh, Euros. 2010 World Cup, 2012 Euros, and all the best players were on that Barcelona team. Like it was, it was there was the that was the reason why they were so good. Like because the Spain dominance and Barcelona dominance happened concurrently. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. That was just my opinion. I just think even when Spain's teams are considerably worse on paper, they still do better than the British teams. But that's true. That would be nationality bias, right there, is what it's called. 
And we will mention that uh, the finals occurs, I think, May 28th or May 27th. And Madrid is obviously playing in the finals. And we will be in Madrid approximately, I think, less than 48 hours after that game finishes. So if Madrid does win the Champions League finals, I think the scenes in Madrid will be crazy and we'll be there to witness it. So that's exciting. And maybe, if we're lucky, the winning parade for Madrid might happen while we're there. That would be pretty sick. That would be pretty awesome. I think. I think... Right, if the game's the twenty seventh, I think it the probably would happen, right? Because it's the after game, the La Liga season, so the game's the twenty eighth. I doubt they do the parade the next day. They probably wait a day or two. We'll be there the thirtieth, yeah. so that'd be fantastic. I mean, I don't really have much else to say about this, right? I'm just, I'm mostly looking forward to the World Cup this winter. That's what I really care about in soccer. So it's such a bummer that it's happening in the middle of football season. You know what I mean, but come on, think about the legendary scenes of NFL and World Cup on the same day. Yeah, true, true. Like I'm gonna be also, sitting. It is, on... it is like if it was if it was this summer, I wouldn't be able to watch it that much because I'm gonna be kind of working all the time. Here we go again with the camp. I'm just saying, like I'm not gonna have, I'm not gonna be able to watch. Like the games are gonna be in the middle of the day, right? Because it's in it's in Cutter, so I'm not gonna be able to watch a game at like 12 o'clock on a Wednesday. I'm gonna have to be at work. It's gonna be a tough decision whether to watch an NFL game or a game like Ecuador versus Senegal. It's gonna be a tough decision on Sunday. See what we're watching. Yeah, and one one thing I will say, like obviously as an Italian myself, uh, I was just absolutely devastated when we did not qualify. Losing to North Macedonia was truly a horrific turn of events. However, did you just say as an Italian myself? Yeah, I was so hyped when we won the Euros. When did your When did your family live in Italy? How far back do we have to go? Two generations. Grandparents or great grandparents? Great grandparents. So. I guess th- I guess three generations technically. I don't know if my parents count. I'm my great grandparents. So not like not like a thousand years ago. Am I really Italian? No, like not really. I don't. What really... actually that that supports the earrings more. If you're actually Italian, the earrings work even better. Yeah, a little slimy, a little slimy Italian. I mean, we could also discuss the uh, World Cup draw bracket groups if you want. Well, I was about to say like obviously it sucked not having Italy in there after winning Euros. However, the U.S. is in the World Cup, so that kind of, like, obviously I'm going to root for the U.S. over Italy, so it made it a little bit easier being like, I, ha- I do have a team in here to And uh, I think support. 99%, I think 99.9% of the world was very happy and laughing when Italy did not qualify. Yeah, I mean, I would have done this, I would have been happy and laughing at any, like, any other major team. It was, I mean, we lost to North Macedonia, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Uh, do you think the let's just discuss this quickly since we're already on the topic? How do you see USA's chances in this World Cup unfolding? Um, I'm pulling up the groups right now. Off the top, I believe we were playing Iran and England, and then like and then the winner yeah, so, of the Ukraine Scotland Wales thing, right? Yeah, so it's gonna be either Ukraine Scotland or Wales for that fourth spot. And, and you I assume think, Wales, right? I don't think they want it to be Wales. That's just what I'm gonna say. I mean, Wales is definitely the best team out of those out of those three fine so let's just assume wales does in fact beat the winner of the ukraine scotland game which i think is pretty likely unless ukraine really has the they carry the momentum of their national pride with them in this game right maybe that's a possibility i mean look like if i just honestly as an honest american fan here like i think we're probably gonna lose to england i think that we we need to be iran if we want to have any chance Obviously, so yes. I think that we'd be competing against Wales for that second spot out of the group. I think that probably, I think I would predict second place finish for us and knockout stage 
birth. I think, that's my prediction. I think, yeah, I think a realistic prediction here is USA beating Iran, losing to England, and then maybe tying Wales and having four points going into the end and just hoping that Wales has four or less points and loses to you just on the tiebreaker. difference, yeah. I mean, I think right. that... I think I, I would predict a, a, a second-place finish for us. Because there's a good chance England wins all three games. They have nine points, and I assume both teams will beat Iran... So there's a good chance that both USA and Wales have four points, and then there's going to be a tiebreaker here. Yeah, it's a a tough group. It's not an easy group by any means. I think the goals against Iran are going to be very important for the goal differential. So they got to make sure they run the score. Iran is good though. They're not like we we I would expect to beat them, but they're not a pushover. They are consistently dominant in the kind of Asia qualifying. I didn't know that. So there's a chance actually that USA can still not beat Iran. You're saying? Oh, they they are definitely not. Like they're not, they're not a New Zealand or like they're not a, a pushover team. I don't think. Like I think they're I, not bad. Out of all the out of all the top teams to have in our group, I actually kind of like England because I think the American team is gonna have some extra fire and some extra passion. I'm playing, playing against like that might sound stupid, but I do think they're gonna have some extra fire and patriotism when playing against England. And I have I was listening to the broadcast, and a lot of people were saying that USA does match up the best against England compared to other teams like Argentina, Spain, France, etc. So people actually think there's a good chance that the USA can actually play England and maybe even beat them, which I don't see it, but you never know, right? Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, it wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, like, also, obviously, people joke about American soccer. Like, we, we do now have a lot of players playing at legitimate clubs across Europe, right? Like, it's no yes. longer what it used to be where the entire team was playing the MLS. Obviously, we're not on the level of, like, England, where they're debating about whether they're going to start, like, Jaden Sancho or Bukayo Saka, both of whom would be, like, our best player by so much. That's like, not you true. don't have that kind of depth. Cap. I think what? Pulisic is better. Pulisic no. is better than... No? No. No. No, no I, you don't think so. Then, definitely not than Saka. I mean, Sancho, maybe. Like, Sancho hasn't been that good this year, but I would still take Sancho over Pulisic. Really? Pulisic has not been that good this year either. Like, he is struggling for time at Chelsea. Interesting. Well, I'm just going to say, you can't really complain about the draw for USA. Like, you're not going to, you weren't going to get, like, you couldn't expect to get, like, an easy ass. Like, you weren't going to get, like, Iran as your number one team, right? Like, you were going to get a good team. One thing that does piss me off is how the host team is, like, they, they do the pots, right, for the draw, where, like, the best teams are in pot one, then pot two, pot, and then all the way down. And so. It, that like does it that evens out the group somewhat but the host nation gets to be in pot yeah. one and so like only one pot one team is in each group which means that qatar gets to be like the one seed in their group even though they're not actually good so they get to they get to be in a group with ecuador ecuador senegal netherlands i mean like, they're not going to qualify but like that's a that's a much easier group than i don't know like there's the one with uh Spain, Spain, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. I mean, yeah, like those are yeah. all tougher groups than ours. For well, the sure. sad part is USA was in the second bracket, so they theoretically could have been in the Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal group in the best case scenario. Yeah, but you can't really hope for that. I mean, we're like a top, we're top ten right now. I think it's kind of it means we shouldn't be. You're but top ten. You're top I, ten. And who's, in, in the. And it, in the FIFA rankings, the U.S. is top 10, I believe. No, yes, the, the rankings but, mean nothing, but I think we are top 10. 
But in my t opinion, teams like Switzerland and Ecuador are better than the U.S. and are going to beat them. That's the problem. Oh, no, we're not. Never mind. We're 15th. We've, we've moved down recently. Still too high. It's still too high. But yeah, like, we're ahead of Croatia. We're ahead of Colombia. Like, I don't see us beating Croatia or Colombia. It's crazy. Now, as a Spain fan, I am a little scared of the group. Here, ready? Guess just, just right now. Just take, take, a, take, a, take a quick guess at the top three teams in the FIFA rankings. Just, well, just I know. For, for gigs. Brazil, Belgium, France. Okay, wow. Well done. I definitely would not have guessed. I mean, I probably would have guessed something like that, but like, I don't know if I would have guessed in that order. Because I mean, it means nothing. It means nothing. Because I know Belgium's always criminally high for no reason, even though they have never won anything. Yeah, because I mean, they just have so many like attacking players, like the Bruyne, Lukaku had both Hazards. Like, but the they, sad part is, it's over almost. Like they're all getting old now. Like they have their chance, and now this might be their last yeah. chance to actually make a run, right? They're all getting. And I was, I mean, Eden Hazard's been hurt for the past like fifteen years, right? Like he's yeah. not getting any younger. Now, honestly, I'm a Spain fan, but I'm I want Argentina. To, like God, if Argentina cut wins this, that that's all I want. That would be incredible. That would be like incredible. that's a, if Messi would get the. This is probably Messi's last World Cup, right? Yeah, I would say so. Almost. Certainly. I mean, I I'm gonna be rooting for Argentina very heavily. So let's just hope that they show well. I do think Brazil is the deserving favorite here, though. Yeah, I mean, I would still probably. I, I would say France, but you never see back to back. So I would probably say England is my prediction. I'm calling a France absolute L this World Cup. I don't think they're that good anymore. I mean, we're now we're now on what like three World Cups in a row where the previous winner loses in the group stage. I believe. Yeah, I mean Pogba's well worse than he was back then. I think Conte's worse than he was back then. I just don't Bro, see people. People, I have thoughts on Conte. Conte, I think is. I have thoughts on him, but he's but what what are the what are those thoughts? I just think he's over. I think he's criminally overrated. I think he's criminally overrated. I actually, I somewhat agree with you. I don't think they're that. I think Pogba's pretty garbage now. He was a lot worse than he was four years ago. I think it's hard to judge Pogba because Man United is so bad. I mean, yet again, there's a chance Benzema scores 35 goals in the World Cup and France wins it again on current form, but who knows? Benzema, I personally would say that I think he should win Ballon d'Or this year. Was he on the World Cup roster last year? World he Cup. was not, he was on the Euros last time. He was not on the World Cup because of the sex tape blackmail stuff. Okay. Well, I think he's the best forward in the world right now. Maybe second to Lewandowski, but that's just because of age. I would I would pick Benzema. I I take Benzema on current form. Fair. I think the only I think the problem Spain has in this World Cup is their lack of an attacking player. Yeah, I mean when Alvaro Morata is your starting striker, that's never a good sign. How's Morata's form been recently for club? I mean, not great. Also, he just he's like he's like a he's he is who he is, right? Like you know what you're gonna get. He's gonna he's gonna like score a, like four or five goal. goals and miss a bunch of golden opportunities in the games that actually matter. four or five goals. That is generous. I was thinking it's an occasional goal, maybe two in the whole tournament. He, I mean, he was pretty good in the Euros. Like he scored a decent amount, but then in the, in the games that actually mattered, he no showed. Yes, he was good if you look at the stats, but I watched every single game in the Euros, and it was like he had some shining bright moments. Well, yeah, and then against Italy him. in the quarterfinals, he was useless. Like it's or the semifinals, he was useless. It's like my point is, if you put Benzema on the Spain team, Spain wins the World Cup. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, Spain's we, never had a striker, right? Like even when they won the World Cup in 2010, they had a striker. They didn't have a striker. Yeah. They were playing like Fernand Torres as their striker. David they were playing Villa and Fernand. 
David V and Fernando Torres were fantastic strikers in 2010. But they weren't strikers. They're not really strikers. Villa wasn't really a striker. He's a midfielder. But they played striker and they were good I at know, it. I know. No, 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 no. You're missing my point. My point was not they didn't have... They, my point was that they didn't have an actual striker. So that How they is Fernando Torres He's a winger. He's not a striker. Fernando Torres played number nine for Chelsea and Liverpool. But I'm, my, my point, the point that I'm making... They did not have a legit, a true number nine. So they were playing midfielders in that role, and it worked because they were so good. I thought, well, yeah, obviously Iniesta, Javi, Javi Alonso, Busquets, it all carried it. But I think yeah. David Villa was a. I thought David Villa was a very good. Oh, I almost fell my chair. I thought David Villa was a very good forward back then. He was. He was because he had to be because they didn't have anyone else to play that role. My point is that like. Ideally, I don't think he would have played striker. I think he would have played Yes, winger. but the problem is now Spain doesn't even have a midfielder like David Villa who can play that role well. Yes. Yeah, I'm like they're definitely not as good as they were in 2010. They're still really good though. Isn't Ferran Torres pretty good now though? Yeah. He's fine. And Pedri, Pedri's looking good, I mean, right? Pedri's, Pedri's ridiculous. Pedri is so good. He's our yeah, age. I, He's our age and one of the best midfielders in the world. It's just not the team it used to be though, right? The, mid, the defense is sketchy at best. Yeah, I mean, when when PK is still your starting I guess Le- center back. I, like, I guess Lapor- Laporte's pretty good, right? He's fine. Laporte's Debatable fine. Sp- and you have that, like, the, the Barcelona guy, like, Garcia, who's fine. I mean, I don't know. You're good. And, Spain's good. Like, they're, they're going to be really good. But I don't think they're going to win. And then De Gea is going to cause us to lose again, like, every single time. Yeah, De Gea is He tough. sucks for international. All right, this has been a great soccer discussion. Yep. All right, yeah, probably time move... to wrap it up, right, Sammy? Yeah, I don't know. I, we were going to talk about anything you want to say about basketball before we just call this a day? Not really. We can do that after. We can do that maybe next episode. We'll do some some basketball because I think there'll be some game sevens over the weekend, so we can be on Monday. We can uh, hit those instead. Yeah, Suns killed the Mavericks last night. Heat killed the Sixers. Wow, interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, Celtics Bucks is the the best series. It's probably just going to be a Bucks. Wait, well, the Bucks are in the East, right? Yeah, it's two two. I mean, I think it's probably gonna be Bucks, Heat, Warriors. Sun. Absolutely not. Celtics are going to win. No. We'll do this I later. Don't... I have thoughts. We'll do this later. Fine. He has a lot of thoughts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up the first episode of Mind the Gap in a long, long time. That's it. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's been a pleasure. I think we'll continue this. Hopefully, an episode, two episodes a week. What are we thinking? I think I think we're about to try and do two. But Until you know, Spain, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how we feel, and hopefully we can continue this throughout the summer. Hopefully, maybe even in the fall, an episode here and there while we're at college. Definitely, we'll try to be. We'll try to be a little better, and not go to Central America for two months. I mean, what, what can you do? Life happens. What can you do about it? All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. It was a pleasure recording once again. We hope you all are having a great end of college, whatever you're doing. Uh, and we will see you guys in a few days, I guess. Chris, any final yep. words before we No, have March? a fantastic, fantastic day. And I think best the internet will return next episode, hopefully. Absolutely, absolutely. Fantastic. All right, see you guys. Enjoy. Mm-hmm.